Hi and welcome to Detox Talks the Detox a podcast where we talk to some of the world's finest leaders about their detox rituals and how they maintain continuity in a world of noise and chaos how they make sure that the criticism that the world puts on them doesn't affect their insight and they still continue to perform as well as they do thanks for tuning in this is Kunal Chandirmani and you are listening to Detox Talks the Detox We have Jitendra Chaksi on the podcast. Jitendra is the founder of Fitter and the best-selling author. Thank you so much for making time and welcome here. Thanks a lot, Kunal. Pleasure to be here. So, before we get right in, you've had a journey through different phases from working a corporate job to switching into building something based on your personal experiences and on your personal journey, and then just connecting it. What's what's it been like your journey from you say beyond fitter? So I'll tell you how it all started. So I, I used to be a very fat and chubby kid back in uh, school, and uh, you know my friends would often tease me, relatives would often tease me, and uh, that kind of motivated me to join a gym very early on. So I was fourteen when I first joined the gym, and uh, since then I've been uh, working out. So a good twenty-two years now, but I was not. aware of uh, each and everything about nutrition right which is something i which i learned probably a decade back and uh, i i i became relatively fitter as a as as a years passed by and uh, around 2013 i moved from bangalore to pune for my new job and uh, my wife and i we were pregnant and uh, we were expecting a kid and uh, you know my daughter a daughter's birth was kind of a signal it was kind of a trigger for me to kind of push myself even further and uh, i decided to get more fit and just wanted to be an example for her you know so i i had picked up smoking and drinking in bangalore and uh, i quit i started working out even harder and there was this drive there was this passion i started competing in um, challenges i participated in uh, mtv fitness fan challenge before that i also took part in uh, body power expo uh, men's fitness model and then i was also featured in men's health india magazine so all these things they kind of uh, started accumulating all over my social media and people started approaching me asking me if i can help them get fit right so one thing led to another and uh, from a small whatsapp group we moved to facebook group from facebook group we moved to a private limited company and uh, yeah <laughs> This is where we are. I love how humble you're being about it. Like a personal journey to building it into a business. That's how I feel about it. I I wouldn't say I'm self-made or something. You know, I I know there are a lot of people who, um, who believe that they are self-made, and uh, I I know that people do work hard and sometimes maybe they are self-made. But I have no such illusion about my journey. I think a lot of uh my journey was also me being just very very lucky i've always worked very hard but in the last 7 years it's more than just hard work you know it's it's probably some sort of a, a blessing or you can say like a cosmic possibility or something i really don't fully understand it yet but i know that it's just not not just my hard work and the reason i continue to work hard is is, is sort of like a debt uh, which i owe to whatever is happening and, and and that's my way of showing gratitude for everything that i have got in my life right so i i love that i really believe in this line by arnold when someone called him a self-made man with the incredible story he's had 
And he just had a very clear reply to the same around how his journey has been surrounded by so many incredible people and that no one's really self-made given the amount of incredible people you meet on the way that in some or the other way help you out. That just came to my mind instantly. Absolutely. If you think about it, people can't be self-made, right? A self-made person would be somebody who has picked himself up, got himself something, built a business where he's the one who's buying the stuff and he's the one who's selling stuff. He's the one who's producing the money. He's the one who's, who's building his house and literally there's nobody else involved in it. But that's not true, right? In our case, I had my amazing co-founders, which helped me navigate this perilous journey. <laughs> perilous, challenging, adventurous, exciting journey. And uh, apart from that, they were there when I was down. Um, they were there to pick me up. The community uh, who was genuine enough, who was kind enough to buy our services. People, good people who were able to spread the word out, right? So none of it was just me alone. I, I think... That's the part where people uh, falter, you know, they, they believe that they are doing everything. But in reality, you know, you, you can just do so much when you are running a business, when you're uh, becoming physically, mentally, socially, financially wealthier, uh, hundreds of things come into play. So there's you and then there's the system. The system also has to work. And if the system is working somehow in your favor, it's not because of you. It's probably because of something else. And so you can't truly be self-made. I mean, your parents made you, right? Yeah, all the incredible people. So taking a step forward into, into your journey, I think that when you're taking that shift like while growing, I think there's so many points, especially when there's rapid growth, given what you've seen, in fact, even in recent years, there's a lot that's happening. What would be some memorable stories that came out of that? Oh, there are so many memorable stories. I mean, the, the stories are so bizarre. And that, that also kind of makes me feel even more humble, right? So back in 2015, this is when we started the Facebook group, right? We had no plans of creating a company. So people just kept coming back and they asked me if I could personally train them. That's when I got the idea. Hey, instead of me personally training people, what if I create a platform where I educate the people who can then become coaches and then they can train many more people. Surprisingly, there was no such platform which existed back then. So you were first, right? And I immediately believe that this is something which can work 100%. And so there were people who were part of that same community, the, the Facebook group. And, uh, you know, we just got to talk and there was this guy, Bala Krishna Reddy. He was speaking the same language. I was trying to help people in the community. And he was also trying to help the people in the community. He was sitting in the US. I was in India. But we immediately bonded over and he was the first guy to spend 5,000 rupees um, in my business. And uh, so when, when we got the idea, we knew that we will have to build a website. And uh, I got in touch with a developer who was ready to work part-time, right? So I was doing the UI part and he was doing the backend and frontend. And uh, he said, yeah, I'm going to charge like some 90,000 rupees. And I was in business. Um, I was in uh, my job. I wasn't in business, I was in job and I was getting some 1 lakh rupee a month salary cut pit ke 90,000 but I had loans. Um, so I had home loan, I had a loan for my Ford EcoSport. Back then I used to drive EcoSport. So uska bhi loan tha and then ghar ka rent karke, everything. And then I had a newborn daughter, right? So I didn't have enough savings. We were like living on salary month on month basis kind of. And then, uh, so I said, you know, I don't have enough money. What if I asked some of these guys to chip in. So Bala chipped in 5,000 and Kanki chipped in, Anupam, Akshay. 
Nadir, all these guys put in five five thousand rupees, and I had my savings about thirty thirty five thousand rupees. Pura karke ham logon ne ninety thousand rupees ka website build kiya. When we built the website, we went live, and we were immediately profitable. Then the first month itself, we like did a business of around ten lakh rupees. Uske baad mein pandra lakh ka business kiya, fir chhobish lakh ka. So our business kept on growing like exponentially, month after month after month. And after a certain period of time, you know, I asked Bala. He was in the US, and he was working with Ford Motors. um company i asked him casually bala yaar yahan pe cheeze every, everything is becoming a little difficult i need you to come here and before i had this call with bala i literally spoken to him on phone uh two times earlier so this was the third time when i actually spoke to him in a period of about two years and he said okay i'll come and october he quit his job and he came here it was crazy and uh, so same as the journey with uh, rohit by the way who's who's now the director in company um he used to work in raipur he used to have his own factory and uh, he was one of the first few people in twitter group um, back in 2015 16 and he transformed uh, learning from the get shredder document all and he was somebody who always believed in me right from the beginning and he somehow knew that i was on to something so He was like JC. आप मुझे कुछ भी काम दो मैं करने रेडी हूँ बट मुझे आपके साथ में रखो आप लाइक आई जस्ट वॉन्ट टू बी विथ यू एंड वट यू डूइंग आई फील लाइक आई एम एंजॉइंग दिस मुझे आप बुला लो पुणे एंड मैं आपके साथ में काम करूंगा एंड फैक्ट्री एंड एवरीथिंग फैक्ट्री उसने सेल कर दी एंड देन ही लिटरली केम टू पुणे आई नो प्लान फॉर हिम एंड जो वॉज वर्किंग एज एज ए मैनेजमेंट कंसल्टेंट एट सिटी बैंक लंडन and she casually cold called me around march of 2016 and she said jc i have heard about you and i want to write articles for you guys because i'm also passionate into health and fitness now up until this point of time i really did not know anything about her that she is working with city bank or she is i am a kolkata grad or you know she is a warwick university grad i had no idea i said boss i can't pay money at this point of time because we are very early in our startup journey um but if you do good i'll pay you 10000 rupees a month she accepted that and she continued to work with that meager amount for a very long time later on um you know when we when we met for the first time during our team meetup i got to know that she was she has been donating away all that amount and all this time she was just working with us for literally peanuts right so that's the kind of people it's very hard it's almost impossible to find such people even if you go looking for them in my case they came directly to me which is something which i find very very bizarre and something which i'm really thankful for that's an incredible story yeah and and the same story was with uh, sonal also sonal was actually my client and she was participating in uh, uh, mrs asia universe and uh, she somehow got to know about me from a friend of a friend of a friend and then uh, she was a client and uh, you know she ended up winning that contest and we invited her as a guest speaker in one of our events and we connected and we found synergies and then she became a co-founder for a very long period of time so you know this is this is how we met all of us folks who invested 5 5000 rupees they're still with the company after uh, almost 6 years 5 months and i'm curious because i've never stuck with a with a company for 6 years uh, in my professional career i would like change my jobs every 2 to 3 years because i i really could could not like uh, make sense of what was happening around me but when these people have been stuck with me for such a long time i i always try, i always ask them guys <laughs> what is this yeah, a lot of interesting stories that's one of my favorite parts like when you're building something the worst struggles create the best dinner time stories uh true true actually and when all these things happen you know you you feel pathetic you feel dejected and uh, they're definitely not the best feelings in the world but 
once you are over that phase, like, so this time, you know, uh, I'll tell you one story around 2017 when we had launched offline centers because we had some sort of uh, like a hypothesis that uh, people wanted more FaceTime. And even though online business was growing phenomenally, we just wanted to kind of expand. Um, we did offline centers. It turned out to be one of the worst decisions, right? Because we figured that, hey, it's not the uh, physical or online touch points. It's actually the people who run these centers who matter. And that was, we did not have the necessary expertise to manage the folks, right? We didn't have the necessary software. We didn't have the necessary capacity and everything. And so slowly the center started shutting down. We, we had to shut them down. And it kind of left a lot of people uh, upset, angry, and managing their expectations. And yeah, after that, you know, like things just kept getting worse from bad. And uh, I remember I went into founder's depression. By the way, there is a thing called founder's depression. And uh, a lot of founders go through it. I, I went through that thing and that phase and uh, you know, nothing seemed to work. And even though everything was great, like I had a beautiful family, I had a company which was growing, uh, but somehow something was not right. And I was like, just ready to give up. Like that was really a bad time. You know, sometimes when people say, hey, depression is just a feeling. <laughs> it's not, you know, because sometimes when things are all good and you still don't want to do anything, you're still not feeling motivated enough, then, then it's not just a feeling or, you know, something is bothering you, it's something more, right? So I ran into founder's depression and then luckily, you know, there was this uh, boot camp in Tokyo and uh, my assistant, Anuja, she handles all my stuff. So she told me, Jishi, why don't you just go to this place and maybe it would be a change of pace. It would be a change of stuff and you might be able to learn more. And so I did. I applied for MIT boot camps and then I got selected and I went to Japan and uh, almost like one, one and a half weeks. I think that was one of the best decisions of my life. I met so many founders there. And then the founders told me that, hey, what you have is called founder's depression. And a lot of founders actually go through that. Just knowing that this is not something which is, um, you know, isolated to me. It's something which a lot of founders go through and these things are very normal. It helped me overcome that entire phase. And I think uh, that's, that's the thing. Say transporting yourself back to that moment when things were, say, I think when, th when one thing is going wrong and everything's going right, we somehow manage to isolate that one thing and make it feel like everything's going wrong. <laughs> I mean, it happens, right? It happens with everybody. So back then, when you were going through that, what was your self-talk? Like when you decided to, to start coming out of that whole phase that was really getting to you, what was your self-talk in that moment? I think uh, a lot of times, you know, you just look back at your journey and you realize that you've gone through a lot of things and you overcome all those things. And uh, trust me, this, this, this entire thing was probably not even close to the kind of things I've uh, seen and gone through I think maybe it was just uh, just the way we were growing too comfortably for a very long period of time and so I would say that it was just the comfort that got to me and uh, when I went to Japan I realized that hey people have it a lot worse and out of most of the founders that I met in um, the boot camp probably I was way ahead of them and most of them were struggling pretty bad and so that's when kind of snapped back into reality and and realize what we have here. And it's something that we have to cherish and preserve. And you can't stop working, you know, like feeling good, bad, things will happen. Things will go good. Things will go bad, but you can't stop showing up. 
and so i think this is this is what happened and since that day we've gone through many more challenges um 2020 when covid came we were supposed to get funding from sequoia 2 million dollars and right before that i had quit by combinator um by combinator is one of the largest and most prestigious accelerator programs in the world so i went there quit came after 3 weeks and a lot of people told me that it's a stupid decision shouldn't have quit and i quit it in favor of uh, sequoia search um because i found more value there but sequoia hadn't done any funding uh, at that at the time and the, and we were going through due diligence right so that that period was very stressful on top of that just before our uh, just before the due diligence you know we got we started getting news of covid and how investors were pulling out um, their term sheets and money and to make things worse our april sales were hit so we were doing let's say 5 to 6 crore rupee a month and we went straight down to 2 crores so business was slashed no we were probably doing 5 crore a month and the business went down to 2 2 and a half crore um which is like almost 40 50% uh slashed right and we didn't know what was going to happen and we did not have enough runway because we were bootstrapped until then we had not taken any kind of money from anybody until then and we had savings of around 3 crore rupees um in the company <laughs> right now 3 crore rupees is a is an infinite runway when things are going fine but if you operate at 40 50% of your sales at that 3 crore rupees is probably not going to last you more than one and a half to two months and so it was it was when we kind of all of us reconciled me rohit jo sonal bala all of us reconciled and said look if we if this is the end uh, most of the companies are going out there's no shame in accepting that this might be this might be the end of fitter but let's go out by doing the right things and so first we cut down all of our salaries we did not take salary for a straight period of 6 months none of us took any salaries right we had savings apart from that we did not fire a single employee because of covid on top of that we pledged to donate about 1 crore rupees uh, for people who were struggling with covid and somehow things started getting better you know because in april uh, sequoia confirmed that they will still proceed with the investment and we got the money i think april or may we got the money and then we made some hires uh, using that money and the growth kicked in and the growth was faster than ever and we realized that we had generated so much of goodwill that people just wanted to see us grow and they were kind of contributing to our growth without us actually doing anything and uh, yeah so uh, the boot camp experience the resilience and the fact that you know no matter what we will stick with the fundamentals that that helped us sail through some of the worst times so i was in boston there was this amazing professor and uh, she taught about this nailing scaling and sailing framework where she said look when you're starting up Uh, your entrepreneurial journey—it's—it's it's, it's like you know going into the jungle. All you have is your wits around you, but a jungle is very unpredictable. And no matter how well prepared you are, you know you never know what the outcome is going to be. And so that—that's how she correlated starting your entrepreneurial journey with, um, you know, like entering a jungle. And uh, I think over a period of time, you just get uh, better at your skills. You get—you get better at your wits. and you have probably much better presence of mind and so um also you might be able to leave some tracks behind uh, for other people to kind of follow through the footsteps but still a jungle is very unpredictable place you know anything can happen and that's the thing about entrepreneurial journey anything can happen i think until you fall in love with the jungle you can't go back to the city then that's the thing i mean human beings by 
by default are curious animals and uh, there's there's something about the jungle there's something about things that we don't know we are automatically driven towards them so yeah you're right I, that's one of the beauties of being a founder like like anywhere i'm traveling around the world and i bump into another founder it's like it's almost instantly you start talking and have a incredible conversation it's just incredible and surreal i think it's probably because you know uh, we probably understand each other better than uh, people who are not founders right like the fact that founders are very driven and passionate about what they're building the fact that the journey is pretty isolating and lonely and the fact that you know you always have to be on your toes and there's so much of uncertainty right yeah, there there are a lot of common things which which people tend to agree on when they are founders so i think that that kind of helps like i'm able to talk to you in a very casual manner knowing that you'd understand exactly what i'm saying but i can't have a similar kind of discussion with somebody else who's not a founder or who does not have a entrepreneurial background because i know that there are some things they just wouldn't get it it's like it's like parenting uh, you can't really discuss with bachelors about what it feels like to have a kid you know they just won't get it yeah it's 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 amazing it teaches you life through all these stories to all these situations that you went through especially say post getting back from japan any mm-hmm. detox rituals that you developed that you still hold on to today i i think i've definitely developed better habits i think after my japan experience and then after my boston experience what i've realized is that there is so much to learn and uh, learning is one of the great ways in which i can keep myself busy and without uh, you know having like random thoughts which are not constructive uh, because you know founders tend to be a little paranoid they tend to have uh, this constant bad feeling about stuff all the time and if you let those feelings unchecked sometimes they start affecting you negatively right the founders depression thing which i was talking about so it's really important for you to kind of keep a check on your negative feelings to ensure that you're not sliding back into the whole vicious cycle of you know like that negative self talk and and because that 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 does not help it just makes things worse and worse and learning is one great way in which you constantly are preparing yourself you acknowledge that there are worse things lingering around you acknowledge that things can go south but at the same time you are just upskilling yourself like um like a general in war you know that there's an impending war but you are training and so you know that hey you'd be able to handle if a war comes so in a similar manner i think the greatest weapon for a founder against uncertainty against his own precarious thoughts his own paranoia is learning the more a founder learns the more comfortable he becomes with himself that's something which i've inculcated i learn constantly there's not a single day which goes by where i'm not learning something new so i have to learn it's almost like a ritual fantastic way to just develop a beautiful retrospect towards everything learning up a- yeah just learning new things mastering new skills it gives you so much more perspective it it just kind of teaches you how to stay humble because there's so much more you don't know uh humility is also something which um, which is a virtue because it always keeps you in check and it doesn't let you kind of become overconfident you're always cautious and one thing that i've always told people is that you know too much caution never really kills anybody it's always a lack of it which does and so i'm always very cautious and learning new things is a great way to build all of these qualities like i was learning more thai as still am and uh, i went to thailand um learned from one of the best 
places in the world, Tiger Muay Thai. And, um, you know, it, it just taught me so much more about fighting. It's not just, it's, it's not just a way to uh, fight your opponent. It's also how you think about fighting your opponent, right? Because you're constantly on your toes. And if you're not uh, aware about your surroundings, aware about your opponent, you know, the next punch that can land you in trouble. That's the thing about business. So there's there's very close correlation between combat sports and real life situations. Yeah, so that's one thing which I learned from practicing uh, combat training. And uh, then I also learned music. I am, I'm, I'm a self-taught guitarist. And uh, I've been learning guitar for now since lockdown. So yeah, roughly two years. And I just realized that music is an amazingly beautiful thing, which can, um, which can, uh, you know, like teach you a lot. And music is also very complex, but at the same point of time, it requires a lot of patience and consistency. So everything that you learn, um, first of all, it reiterates the basic fundamentals, which is, hey, you have to be disciplined, you have to be consistent, and there's so much more to learn. And uh, the other thing is that they just add so much more dimensions to your life, your knowledge, your personality, and who you are as a person. So just focusing on the core values and adding multiple dimensions to your personality. And you're not just one person, you know, you're not just one person, you know, stuff and that kind of, it just feels good. Absolutely love that. People you talk about where you realized that you came up needed detox rituals. I think that's a lot of people face realizing that you need detox rituals in what situation, what detox came up for you. I, I don't think I was actively chasing this lifestyle or or the person that I'm becoming. I just knew the basic fundamentals, like, look, I have to work harder. I have to be more disciplined. And the more I worked harder, the more I, more disciplined I become. Um, I think I was changing. I was noticing changes, which were tremendous. And I was like, okay, wow. You know, like I've only heard about these things. Mm-hmm. I've not experienced these things to an extent. And now that these things are happening to me, you know, there's no point stopping because I'm 36 now, and uh, this is the fittest I've ever been. I wasn't as fit when I was 16. I wasn't as fit as when I was 26. And I believe that at 36, I'm, I'm probably the fittest in my entire life. My, my blood reports I took recently. My HDL, LDL levels are the same, which is almost like rare. My, my RHR is roughly in my 40s. My testosterone levels are at peak of natural testosterone levels. You know, the more hard work I do on a regular basis, the better I get. And and that kind of makes me believe that how much we don't know about our own true potential and how much people are unaware. And this comfort has actually made people believe that they can't do stuff. But in reality, if each of us start living to our full potential and start working harder with dedication and discipline, there's just no end to how much further you can go in life. And I've kind of started learning that very recently, even though I've been into my entrepreneurial journey for seven plus years, it's only very recently I've started realizing the immense uh, potential of what a human being are capable of doing. And that's something which is, which is a good realization. It didn't happen like um, one day. It was, it was not sudden. It was not drastic. It's just over a period of time. And to your question, I don't think there was a definite period, definite day when I started doing these things. I just, I just kept doing them. And then the changes started happening. Uh, first, the changes were small, and then over over a period of time, they started compounding. And so, when I look back, and I'm like, "Oh, wow, I've been doing this for one and a half years. Look how far I've come." And so, I think that once you start seeing results, it kind of 
pushes you even further right that's what happened in my case i love that and i think fitness as a detox ritual is such a such a holy one for so many people absolutely i mean fitness if you think about it is basic hygiene like a lot of people think fitness is all about looking good and uh, you know like health and everything yeah that's that's one way to look at it sure another is like fitness is basic hygiene like you brush your teeth as an individual it's your choice not to but if you go out and interact with your fellow mates friends families members if you have a stinky breath you know probably somebody would notice and they'll tell you hey dude didn't you brush your teeth so it's it's basic hygiene and that's how you have to look at fitness you know fitness is a basic hygiene and what better example than japan if you see there you will very rarely find people who are out of shape they work out every single day or they just eat enough and i think the discipline that you get from just maintaining basic hygiene it translates to each and every aspect of your life for example if you're not physically fit and if you don't understand the value of like being physically fit as a as a function of what it's like repeating the basic stuff repeat, being disciplined and understanding the basics and these things have a transfer effect to each and everything in your life let's say you are acquiring wealth what does it take basic stuff knowledge of fundamentals consistency patience and just repeating the same stuff over and over again same happens in your social well-being same happens in your relationship and i think people somehow isolate these things from each other but in reality these things are just intermingled you know take example of ronaldo one of the greatest sportsmen in the world but also an amazing husband and a father and a very humble human being and uh, so it happens with a lot of uh, people from the sports background i think physical fitness adds to the basic hygiene hygiene of your thoughts hygiene of your body hygiene of your mental well-being and uh, it makes way for somebody to transcend from physical to mental to people call it social financial or spiritual well-being because imagine if you have a pimple on your face even a small pimple on your face and you are into a serious conversation somebody is just looking at that pimple you know you know that that person is looking at the pimple and you are self-conscious and so you are not having that conversation to its optimum potential right you can have a conversation free of these subconscious thoughts if you didn't have the have that pimple on your face in the first place so i'm saying even though people think that physical hygiene does not matter in reality they, they do in reality they are always self conscious if people are not fit they are 100% more self conscious and just to hide those feelings of self conscious they have to put in extra work and this extra work is going to take a toll on their actual performance uh, these are some of the things that i've come to understand that look everybody needs to get fit everybody should get fit not because of what other people say not because of how the society perceives fitness but i just believe that by becoming fit you get rid of any distractions like if i don't have a pimple on my face i can talk to somebody more confidently if i don't have an ailment if i don't have an injury if i don't have diabetes i can just perform my day to day stuff to my full potential so it's just getting rid of distractions and that's why i say physical hygiene like when you clean your teeth you know that you don't have a stinky breath you can go ahead and talk to the other person confidently it's the same thing love it so you spoke about your daughter beyond fitter what's your detox just choose beyond fitter beyond work well it's just my family and i have my wife my daughter we live in pune and we also have a very small um, dog his name is coco and he's part of the family and that's it i mean these guys are my world i do have my family like my parents my brother and everybody and they live together in 
uh, my small town mandidip which is where i'm from originally and but here in pune i think this is this is my world <laughs> these are my this is my life now yeah i have a great supportive wife who's also kind of into fitness and my daughter very sweet and i just love the fact that um, you know i have this amazing family so ever grateful for everything moving to the rapid fire round couple of quick questions answer them in the least time possible apples or oranges oranges apple or android apple mac or windows <laughs> mac one thing you depend on uh, my family your favorite place in the world hmm phuket your second favorite place in the world australia one device that is not your phone that you use a lot my laptop one device that is not your phone or laptop that you use a lot television your favorite movie uh october sky your favorite song favorite song would be yellow from coldplay one piece of advice that is given very often but is completely wrong tension matlab ho jayega one piece of advice that is not given as often as it should be to go back to fundamentals stick to the fundamentals your favorite quote only those who risk going too far can actually find out how far one can yes it's beautiful where can people bump into you in real life more chances of me working out in a place where they are also working out even though most of the times i just work out at home or more recently in exotic places like phuket but occasionally i do go to gyms nearby so there's a good chance that you might bump into me someday when i'm working out your favorite person it has to be my daughter first and then the rest of the family You have a billboard in the middle of a crowded place. What would you put on it? Carpe diem, seize the day. Your favorite place in Pune? The Mannagar now and in future Kharadi. Your favorite website? It has to be Facebook. Perfect. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for making time. No, absolutely pleasure and uh, very happy to talk to you and uh, it was a, it was a really nice conversation and thank you for asking <laughs> so many good questions. You just heard an episode on the Detox podcast. Do not forget to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform whether it is Spotify or iTunes. We are there.